0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coogee Voice. Today, we're talking with Richard Baldwin from the Randwick Football Club. Randwick Football Club was founded in 2011 by a group of men who had a vision for a different kind of club. You're listening to Coogee Voice.
1: We we gave the Purple Hearts their, their jacket and their kit. It was the first time a lot of them had ever, ever been in the team. Never ever been a team because they were different, they were special, or whatever. They couldn't follow instructions, whatever. It was the first time they'd actually had their own, their own team, and I still have a recording of one of the fathers. Uh, how proud he was, and it's like, you know, that was that's now twelve years ago, and I hear it like it's yesterday. I can almost recite it. And we had um, Max Williams, who spoke at one of our presentation nights, and I remember seeing Matt quite the way it is, like nearly everybody was. It's because of what the, the value that team sport represents. And it's just more acute in our Purple Hearts teams.
0: Richard, welcome to Coogee Voice. How are you going today?
1: Very well, thanks, Margie. Lovely to be here.
0: Now, before we get into talking about Ramwick Football Club, tell us a little bit about your connection to the Essen Suburbs.
1: Well, I uh, came to the East... In 1979, when I was at art school as a student, so lived in Wollara, moved to Randwick in about 1980, and um, been around ever since, mainly Coogee, a little stint in Clavelli for five years.
0: Art school, what's your medium?
1: Uh, I was a visual arts teacher.
0: So what do you love most about the eastern suburbs?
1: Well, it's the natural environment, really. The proximity to the water, um, open space, suits me, having grown up in the west.
0: And if there was anything you could change, what would that be?
1: I guess uh, slow the rate of development and knocking down old houses in Coogee.
0: Mm, Preserving history and heritage is one of my favourite things. So Richard, tell us about Ramwick Football Club. It's history, it's values, it's a pretty remarkable club.
1: Well, yeah. Started in (laughs) 2010, a bunch of like-minded people we got together we were actually at a club, and we had a vision for a club. We sort of tried to change the one we were in. We weren't real successful, so we resolved to form another one, which is what we did in 2010. We started playing 2011. We are in the Sydney Amateur Football League. We weren't allowed into the Eastern Suburbs Association, so Sydney Amateur League took us in, and we started with two teams. Had fairly mixed success. In fact, I think we let in million goals, lost, uh, I think, won one game and drew one the whole year with two teams. But we had a lot of fun. We learned a bit about running a club, which we didn't know. And we just sort of grown organically from there. We had four teams 2012, remained that way for the next four years, I think. And then 2017, 2018, we had our first women's team and grew from there, basically. In 2011, one of the the keys of our club was to be an inclusive club, one that sort of had football for everybody. We weren't in comps for women, so we couldn't have women. We didn't have kids either. But one of our directors, he was actually our um, then president, inaugural president, Ben. He just said one day at a board meeting, um, I'd really like to do something for the disabled community. So... In that year, in 2011, we formed the Purple Hearts, which was football football for people with a disability.
0: The club is going from strength to strength. Can you tell us a little bit more about Purple Hearts for people if they want to get involved?
1: Well, initially it was football for, for people with a disability. Obviously, there's some motor skills that are needed to play football. People came... Um, through various networks and we started with about 10, 12 players I think and then after a few years we needed to regenerate so began a uh, program for junior players and um, that's been going now for probably five years and look, basically it's for all comers anybody with intellectual disability, physical disability will we have coaches, paid coaches, volunteer coaches to help them um, enjoy the game, participate and enjoy the game.
0: Richard, when I was growing up, soccer or football, um, soccer as most Aussies would call it, was quite a niche sport. And in particular, women rarely played it when I was growing up. You now see it everywhere. It's in schools. Most clubs not only have men's teams, they've got women's teams as well. How have you seen the growth of the sport, particularly over the last decade?
1: Well, I think, I can't remember exactly when, but the participation of female football was the fastest growing sport in Australia because obviously other sports were growing organically and then football for for young girls just flocked to the game in droves because it's, it's a terrific game for women. It's not like particularly rigorous, it's physical, but it's not, um, it's not rigorous where you you know you're like likely to get really seriously hurt it can happen, but it's not not common and, and yeah, it's just a great game for, particularly for females.
0: We're hosting the women's World Cup. How important is that for the growth of the women's game?
1: Oh look, I don't think you can overestimate it really put it on the map. you know the Matildas have have put women's football on the map. Well, and truly in Australia. And having having all the best players here in Australia is just fantastic. Like, I can't imagine us ever hosting a, a men's World Cup. The women's World Cup is just fantastic.
0: Do you have a favourite player?
1: Uh, yes, I do. I uh, like Hayley Razzo. I just think she just plays the game just brilliantly. She's, uh, she's competitive, fiercely competitive. She's fast. She's fit strong, just terrific player.
0: Community clubs like yours don't just happen. You've got volunteers and sponsors that make sure that you're growing, that people are able to turn up, that you can have your purple hearts, that you are an inclusive community-focused club. Tell us a little bit about the volunteers and the sponsors that support your club. Well, I think
1: when, when when I evaluate it and I think about the the hundreds and hundreds of hours that volunteers do at our club, association-wide, Australia-wide. I mean, the the amount of volunteer hours that put football players on the park is just, is phenomenal. I often think of the um, poor old bosses who are paying people to send emails and texts and stuff about pre-season training, that kind of thing. That must cost the community a bit. Um, We're really lucky we have a, We never have enough, but the ones that we have are just terrific people. I can't speak more highly of them. They're smart. They're all really smart people. We have a committee of seven at the moment. We have capacity for nine, but we have seven. They are really honest, hardworking, earnest people. And the heart of what we do is the welfare of our players, that they have a really good experience playing football, that we... Have um, we change their lives? We have add meaning to their lives, increase their social circle, give them experiences they wouldn't ordinarily have had. And unfortunately, it costs a lot of money to do that. We, you know, we are not an expensive club. We we have to charge five hundred bucks, which is, you know, half of that we don't see. We that goes up the food chain to our parent bodies. Grounds are expensive. You know, we've got fantastic facilities at Randwick uh, the Heffron field we use that costs in our pre-season it's a fantastic facility the Chifley sports field again it's like you know hot and cold you know hot showers for men and women it's terrific facility costs um, so you know we need we need financial help from outside um, our fees would be a lot higher if we didn't have financial help we've got We've had terrific um, financial help through from a number of organisations. The Bendigo Bank Community Bank in Clovelly, they've been with us almost since day one, because they're kind of their char- charter al- aligns um, quite clearly with ours, and that is you know being community based, community focused. Um, they've been yeah they've been with us for ten years. R- We've had uh, sponsorship from software company, Integrum Systems. Previous president was the managing director of the company. Um, Ventia have sponsored. They've been principally sponsoring our female football. Also our uh, Purple Hearts disability group. And then we have our favourite watering hole down in Kensington, the Regent. They've been with us for four years now. Even when they weren't open, they still paid their bills, bless them. So, um, yeah, yeah, we we have a, a really good rusted on sort of partnership. Uh, new sponsor this year is Chargrill Charlie's in ranwick uh, Frenchman's yeah. Road there. And hopefully we'll be stocking their stuff at our canteen as well. They're sponsoring our polos, as you can see. ES Physio have been helpful for us, giving our members. We've sent a lot of injured players their way giving our members a discount.
0: There was a couple of things I just wanted to touch on. You spoke about the importance of the club in growing people's connections and community. What impact did you see that COVID had on that, connecting people and creating isolation?
1: Well, it was sort of creating the connections was almost like a, an incidental byproduct of forming the club. And the reason being that a lot of the uh, original players were expats, mainly Irish initially. And then we've we've gradually had English players join the club. And of course, it becomes their family because they're 10,000 Ks away from their, their real family, their blood relatives. So the football club becomes a really important connection. COVID just wiped that out. It closed, like, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't socialize at our, um, after the game properly. Well, I mean, obviously when places were closed and no football whatsoever. So fortunately through social media, people kept up, but those connections were just completely lost. And me personally, I've found it really kind of dispiriting and I've even found it hard to kind of pick up the ball and run again, you know, we Because we start, you know, it's basically 10 months of the year we're working on um, a football club. Started planning late November, work most in December, and then January it really picks up speed. But I I personally have struggled to pick it up.
0: The club is incredibly inclusive. The Purple Hearts in particular is a unique part of the club. And for those that are listening, I want you to understand, and I've had a fair bit to do with Ramwick Football Club, Purple Hearts isn't a separate arm of the club, it is a part of the club and they are seen as in parallel with the women's and the men's teams. So my question to you is, you founded this club because you had a vision for a different kind of football club. So what does team sport mean to you and Randwick football?
1: Well, it's, it's the... It's the cornerstone of all that we do, basically. The And, again, the, the Purple Hearts are integral to that. They are, you know, we have our annual gala day, which is, weather permitting, next Sunday, Sunday week on the 13th. Oh, um, And it gives our broader football community to, um, an opportunity to interact with the Purple Hearts. We actually have, they are included in, they're not playing in their own little comp. They actually, we have the Purple Hearts scattered out through the rest of our uh, mixed teams. And it, from that, it, it's like it's, they are kind of like a cornerstone of what we do. It, it, it establishes the marker in the sand of what, what we're actually about, that we have a team for people with special needs. Absolutely, equally as valid as our, our best player in our best team or our oldest player in our oldest team. Doesn't matter. We're all equal.
0: Yeah, this isn't something that you just wear as a jacket. It runs through the veins of the club.
1: Correct. It, like it was in our first year. I mean, we've got photographs of our first when when we we gave the Purple Hearts their their jacket and their kit. It was the first time a lot of them had ever ever been in a team. Never ever been in a team because they were different. They were special or whatever. They couldn't follow instructions. Whatever. It was the first time that actually had their own their own team. And I still have a recording of one of the fathers, uh, how proud he was. And it's like, you know, that was, that's now 12 years ago. And I hear it like it's yesterday. I can almost recite it. And we had um, Max Williams, who's spoke at one of our presentation nights. And I remember seeing Matt wipe away tears, like nearly everybody was. It's because of what the, the value that team sport represents. And it's, just more acute in our Purple Hearts teams.
0: Richard, before I let you go, there are three very tough questions we ask all of our guests that come onto to Coogee Voice. You must listen. declare the best beach in the eastern suburbs, where sells the best coffee, and where you can get the best burger.
1: Go. Ooh, tough. All right, well, Coogee Beach. Um, I love Coogee Beach. Best coffee is the bus stop coffee shop. <laughs> where we go um after a swim in the morning. Best burger. Unfortunately, he's closed. Used to be um Ambrosia in Ram. I really can't they say. They made a great burger. Well, they did, but they've been closed a couple of years now.
0: Um, Very sad.
1: I've probably never recovered, really, since then. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I can't think of <laughs>
0: One I've Heartbroken. beat Heartbroken. Oh. You haven't had a burger since. Oh, not, a, not a good one, no. That's right.
1: They were like, throw a blanket over the rest of them. They were, they were the pinnacle.
0: I'm going to have to get you out. We need you to try out of the blue. They make an okay old school hamburger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. can be bothered waiting in the line.
1: Yep, yep. Well, there's got a the reason there's a line is a good reason, <laughs> in not there? I, I have had fish cake burgers from when they were up, up the hill.
0: Richard, if people would like to learn more about Ramwick Football Club, where should they head to?
1: Website it's very easy to find, rcfc.org.au on Facebook and Instagram. It's pretty easy to find. You don't have to look hard.
0: Richard, thanks for joining us on Koochee Voice. Thank you very much for having me. How great is it that we have such a community-focused, inclusive club in our local area? Now, if you'd like to learn more about Ramwick Football Club, Check them out online at rcfc.org.au. You've been listening to Coochie Voice.